Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the daily podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 606. Smile was full of secrets, wide and confident, and more than slightly smug. It was a smile that told an entire story all by itself. I have your name now, I said softly. I have mastery over you. The look on his face was almost worth a month of his grumbling. I stepped back and let the smile disappear, quick as a flicker of lightning, easy as taking off a mask, which of course would leave him wondering which expression was the real one, the young boy or the half-glimpsed Taberlin. I turned away before I lost the moment. Martin will scout ahead. Tempe and I will follow five minutes behind. That will give him time to spot their lookouts and come back to warn us. You two follow ten minutes behind us. I gave Dayton a pointed look and held up both hands with my fingers splayed. Ten full minutes. It'll be slower this way, but it's safest. Any suggestions? Nobody said anything. All right, Martin, it's your show. Come back if you run into trouble. Count on it, he said, and soon passed from our sight, lost in the blurry green and brown of leaf and bark and rock and rain. The rain continued to pelt down, and the light was beginning to fail as Tempe and I followed the trail, slinking from one hiding place to another. Noise, at least, was not a concern, as the thunder made a near-constant grumbling overhead. Martin appeared with no warning from the underbrush and motioned us to the marginal shelter of a leaning maple. Their camp is right up ahead, he said. There's tracks all over the place, and I saw light from their fire. How many of them? Martin shook his head. I didn't get that close. As soon as I saw different sets of footprints, I came back. I didn't want you following the wrong tracks and getting lost. How far? About a minute's creep. You could see their fire from here, but their camp's on the other side of a rise. I looked at the faces of my two companions in the dimming light. Neither of them seemed nervous. They were suited for this sort of work, trained for it. Martin had his abilities as a tracker and a bowman. Tempe had the legendary skill of the ADEM. I might have felt calm too if I had the opportunity to prepare some plan, some trick of sympathy that could tip things in our favor, but Dayton had ruined all hopes of that by insisting we attack tonight. I had nothing, not even a bad link to a distant fire. That's the page. I'm Jeremy. I'm Jordana. I screwed, man. He's screwed. Game over, man. Game over. He's got nothing, man. What are we going to do now? We're in some pretty shit now, man. Yeah, but I guess Quoth's screwed. He should just roll over and die. I know I wasn't there for those pages, but I, I do recall really sympathizing with Quoth when, when Hespi and Dayton showed up. It's like, it's okay. We took care of camp. We doused the fire and everything. And Quoth's like... <laughs> but of course what this is setting up is quotes apparent summer summation summoning of the lightning because he has nothing else to go by except him tuning into the sleeping mind we'll have to examine it a bit later i feel like there's not a ton to close read on this page i think it's really great to see martin in the zone like to see Martin working, it, it's obviously we've seen him working, but he really seems like, you know, Martin, it's your show. That's a really contemporary yeah, like, turn of phrase also, but I guess. Yeah, that struck me too. Trooper. That's a very modern way to say that. Yeah. I feel like quote that the trooper would, would say that that doesn't seem too far off, but it is a very contemporary. It's like in, uh, in Elden Ring, one of the characters is like, that was a sick fight at one point. And it's like, uh, <laughs> okay, man. That's a real contemporary. <laughs> 
But at the same time, I'm like kind of here for that kind of thing in fantasy. Like I, God, did I dream this? Did I actually read it? I feel like I read a high fantasy story one time. Like it was like, you know, a high fantasy setting, but everyone was talking in kind of like African-American vernacular English. Like, you know, all the people in the cities were like talking like they were in the wire. And I thought that was a really interesting kind of juxtaposition that kept things fresh. I, I'm kind of here for that th- sort of thing in fantasy, but that Elden Ring example does seem a little bit out of place. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to do it, you have to like do it. You know, you have to commit to like having that be part of the aesthetic. I don't know that I find the, the it's your show to be out of place. Actually, like I, I feel like it's, it's not that like it's modern, but it makes sense. I don't know. I also enjoy, like, I think, this makes sense in in any context, but to see anyone in their element in a book is always very gratifying. It's a satisfying thing to see someone get a chance to sh- to show them doing the thing they're good at. Yeah, we do love competency, don't we, folks? Which is also, as I say, Rothfuss is being a good exactly. DM. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he's letting he's, everybody have a turn to shine. <laughs> yeah, he's being a fan of the characters, which is a very kind of contemporary dungeon mastering idea, like. Being a fan of the characters, giving the characters opportunities to do the things they're good at doing. Mm-hmm. Martin has a real hero moment on the next page. And I think it's cool that he's thoughtful enough to uh, return when he finds multiple footprints. Like he's probably seen these rookie mistakes before, but he knows enough to, yeah. as soon as he's, you know, confirms that there's multiples, he goes back to make sure that the the young'uns don't get confused. Yeah, Martin is he's team a good dad. teacher and a good leader. Yeah, he is team dad. I also. I really like the trope of a character who knows real magic making up some flim flam nonsense to frighten a rube who doesn't know any better, which is what Quoth is doing on this page. And I like that's a trope that uh, is always delightful to me when it shows up in fiction. Like there's definitely a great, at least one great uh, Hellblazer story where Constantine does that just to like frighten some some twerp who's giving him a hard time. And uh, we love to see it. Cool. Is there anything else you want to talk about on this one? Uh, there is some mail, don't you know? The mail is... Mailbag. This letter here from Brad, who writes on page 582 on the Lathani. Hi, pagers. On page 582, Tempe is offered the chance to kick Tam while he's down. He pauses a moment, then declined. Nick took this as indicating that Tempe wasn't acting for honor, but rather because it would be bad press for his people, and therefore not of the Lathani. On the subject of this fight, Tempe said beating many people in a fight was good because it was good press, but I believe his lack of desire to hurt a downed opponent was more out of a sense of morality, a sense of morality that comes from fighting the, that comes from following the Lathani. On a personal note, I have always felt very taken by the idea of the Lathani. It's true that while it's impossible to never have bad things happen, it is possible to always do the best thing in any situation, and making your life a journey to find the rules to always achieve that feels powerful to me. I've enjoyed having you guys back in my daily schedule. Signed, Brad. I agree, Brad. I've always kind of liked the Lathani being a a codification of not exactly like the golden rule, but like the idea that you try to do the best you can at all times. And you, when you know better, you do better. And I like turning that into a, a, a philosophy, a guiding principle. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. Thank you for your trenchant commentary, both. <laughs> Look, sometimes you just hit the nail on the head, and all we can all we can do is be your hype man. Yeah. 
Don't you love being well, right, then Nick? You better hype me better than that. I do love being right. It is the best. But if you're going to be hype man, you better hype me better oh, than that. Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you get. <laughs> well, Nick, you're going to have to learn to be satisfied with crumbs of hype on tomorrow's page. Uh... <laughs> Uh, hang on, before we go, I'm try- I am I couldn't figure out a way to work this in, but I said trenchant commentary, and now I'm trying to figure out a way to do a joke about truncheon commentary, Ooh. where uh, if you don't do commentary, I come and beat you with a truncheon. We, we could, that's something we could threaten our interns with. I feel like our interns are, you know, they've, they, they've, they've suffered enough, haven't they? No. <laughs> You're right, I don't know what came <laughs> over me. <laughs> I just think truncheon's a really funny word, you know, we should really bring back truncheons. Mm-hmm. Bring them back. They never left. They never left if you're in the UK. I feel like cops in North America also have truncheons. I mean, they have like those extendo batons. When was the last time you had you heard a cop spinning a truncheon around going, hello, 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 what's all this then? <laughs> now, now, now. All the cops in North America are Irish, so they're actually going, ah, oh, Faith and Bagara, <laughs> what's this mischief you're getting into? Oh, boy? sure, and when I get home tonight, I'm going to get one from the missus. <laughs> <laughs> we blattered around the head with a frying pan. <laughs> blattered. See, that's the word I like. We should we should do more blattering. Yeah, we should do people. blattering with truncheons a lot more often. Indeed. All right. Well, I think we've just come up with our new spin-off podcast, Blattering with Truncheons, where each episode we discuss someone who is deserving of being blattered with a truncheon. Oh, there's so many candidates. So many great I know. candidates like, we'll for never a blattering. Run out of material. Yeah. Mm. You're smattering uh, for a blattering. Not going to lie, I had to Google truncheon. I had no idea what you guys were talking about. You're bunchoning for a truncheoning. All right, well, I'll truncheon both of you on tomorrow's page. <laughs> oh, please, Jordana, no. Doink, doink. <laughs> of? The win. Oh, God, why? <laughs> the win. <laughs> <laughs>